stargazers, welcome to 7th House Astrology, where I take anything astrological or anything that is related to the topic of romance, and I investigate under the lens of Sinistry Astrology, otherwise known as Love or Relationship Astrology. I am your host, Sandra Misek, and I am so glad that you guys have joined me today. So I'm just going to begin this episode and just stating that um, the year of 2022 has had a lot going on astrologically. Let's just say we've had one, I mean, it's it's on top of 2020. It's, it's up there with 2020 where there's just a hell of a lot going on astrologically wise. So this week's topic, uh, Mars Retrograde is mainly because right now we are facing retro shade. We, Mars will be going retrograde, however, as of the 30th of October, which will be next Sunday or Sunday of next week. So I just felt that it was very necessary to cover Mars retrograde, not only to explain what can happen, what's going on, and especially if you're kind of like me and you've just been feeling just this weird, rambunctious energy going on right now, you know, we're, we're getting more into detail as to why that's occurring, what's been going on. And then also, I think what's even more important, I think we all could use a little boost as to how to survive this particular transit. Uh, it's up there with Mercury retrograde in the challenge factor and also up there with lunar eclipses in the challenge factor. So I think it would be very helpful to get into how can we survive and also how this will affect our relationships and again, how we can survive when it comes to whatever's happening in relationships so that our relationships can still thrive, we can still thrive and we can just be our best selves possible, despite a really nasty transit right now. And, you know, like I said, if this is not enough, we're also due for a lunar eclipse as of the 8th of November. So like I said, a hell of a lot's going on astrologically. The heavens are definitely testing us uh, down here on Earth, that's for sure. But before I get into Mars retrograde... As with last week, as we established, I just want to take some time to say how my life is going direct as opposed to how my life is going retrograde, very much like uh, Sarah Jane Case when she starts her episodes, her podcast episodes with the rose and the thorn when it comes to um, her week and what's going on. So I will start off with how my week is going direct or how it has been going direct. So uh, with the fact that I have been dealing with bronchitis, um, asthma-driven bronchitis at that, and also dealing with some complications due to asthma, I have actually um, have seen an increased motivation in getting on top of it. So I am taking every bit an ounce of holistic care and also just every bit an ounce of whatever I can do to kind of keep on top of my health and also to keep on top of my respiratory health and really to beat this thing called asthma. If I can't beat it, then to at least control it as much as I possibly can. So I'd say that's where my week has gone direct. 
where my week has gone retrograde. Unfortunately, um, this has been going on for two weeks now, but I'm dealing with a little bit of drama with my coworker at work. So um, just kind of taking heart, uh, really just being strong and trying to be positive, productive, constructive, despite childish behavior, I think is where I feel like my week, this last week has gone retrograde. So stargazers, please give me some comments down below on how the direct and retrograde works within this episode. I hope you like it and I hope it causes you to think about how your life is going direct or how your life is going retrograde because both can happen and it's it's nice to recognize both in order to not only reflect but also on you know especially with the retrogrades and also with the directs how we can learn to move forward and be better human beings and i feel that's what astrology the underpinning that's what it teaches us more than anything all right so the moment that you guys have all been waiting for mars retrograde what to expect so um, with Mars retrograde, so there, when it comes to Mars retrograde, there's some good news and then there's also some bad news. Well, the good news is with Mars retrograde, it's not a usually very common retrograde or very common transit. The reason being is that, um, unlike Mercury, I mean, like it seems like in astrological circles, Mercury goes retrograde like every other month. And the reason being is that with Mercury, its orbit is very quick. So with Mercury, um, it goes retrograde pretty often because of its quick orbit. It takes about a week for, you know, when Mercury goes direct, it usually takes about a week for Mercury to move from one house to the next. So it's pretty common for Mercury to go retrograde a lot of the time. Not so much with Mars. Um, and not so much with Venus either. Um, as we mentioned with last week's episode on Venus retrograde, Venus actually takes about like a week and a half to two weeks to move from one house to another. So she doesn't always go into retrograde very often, not as much as Mercury. However, um, Venus retrograde usually lasts a little bit longer. Um, even though it doesn't occur very often, it usually lasts a bit longer because of that slower orbit. And the same with Mars. Well, Mars to me is kind of like that barrier planet between the personal planets and the generational planets. Um, Mars is not very fast moving in my view. Now, I know some astrologers beg to disagree, but um, I feel like, you know, with Mars, it takes about two weeks when it's direct to go through the houses. And, you know, retrograde for Mars usually lasts for three months. So I would say it is becoming more of a slower moving planet, kind of like it, it's kind of like the generational plants where it's a little more slower moving compared to like, say, Mercury. But with Mars, it's, you know, not as slow move, moving as with the generational planets as well. But um, the little bit of the bad news. So while Mars retrograde happens every 26 months, so it, it's a considerably long time and it's not a usual occurrence. The bad news is, well, unfortunately, it's not a usual occurrence. So when we do get Mars retrograde, we're usually not used to the energy that it produces inside of us. 
And um, I usually feel also, too, with that lengthy period of time, the fact that it takes three months for it to go back to, into direct, you know, it's, it's like three months worth of a retrograde. I feel like we kind of get a long lesson when it comes to its main themes. And sometimes that can be, I mean, Mercury retrograde only lasting about a month, that can be very difficult for all of us. And we usually, a lot of us feel like a month is usually sufficient time to kind of learn about how we can communicate better, how we can listen better, and how we can show up as a better person to other people. Um, however, to have three months worth of a retrograde, as we're seeing with Mars, it might feel like overkill. And I know for some, it might uh, sound very overwhelming, but take heart. It's, it's, it's going to be okay. Um, you don't have to hide under your bed. You can still, you can still live with uh, Mars retrograde. And I will, today's episode, I will focus on how you can absolutely do that. But uh, getting into the effects of Mars retrograde. So um, the meaning of Mars usually, as we as as I have explained in my Mars episode, I kind of liken Mars to Tim the Toolman Taylor from Home Improvement, you know, or just like Tim Allen in general with his stand-up comedy. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a, a Mars-ruled individual, because if Mars is very prominent in his chart. But he's definitely all about the more power, more torque, more, more speed, more, 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 more. And, um, usually Mars reflects that. Mars is usually our willpower to move forward. It's our energy to move forward and push towards our goals. It's that torque that we have inside ourselves to keep us moving in life. It's that inspiration inside us that keeps us, you know, in, in waking up in the morning and keep us from, you know, staying in bed all day. I mean, it is just like all those things. And as I also mentioned in the Mars episode too, it also relates to survival. It's how we view survival. Do we, you know, view survival as survival of the fittest? Do we view it as, you know, we have to adapt and cooperate with others? Um, usually our Mars positions kind of indicate how we view survivalist tactics and how we deal with survival uh, when it comes to its placement or Mars's placement in our charts. So um, also, too, with Mars, it also rules hot tempers, accidents, sharp objects. So um, in considering all of this... You know, we're probably more inclined to thinking, well, Mars retrograde, retrograde's the opposite of what the the meaning of the planets are when they go direct. So if Mars direct gives ill tempers, causes people to get into fights, causes sharp objects to come out, or accidents related to sharp objects, or just accidents related to just sheer impulse, because Mars produces impulsive decisions as well, too. We would think that uh, during retrograde that this will be a peaceful time and no one's going to get into a fight, that there's going to be no verbal altercations, that that everything is just going to be all lotus flowers and, and lovely, peaceful bumblebees and rainbows and puppy dogs. Unfortunately, we are, so while I hear the logic in this with retrograde, and I thought this for some time myself... The irony is actually people become 
more enraged, more incensed, and more accident. I've actually been seeing this in retro shade, more accident prone. And actually, I'm not the only one who's seen this. My mom actually has reported that she has seen this, especially behind the wheel. It seems like a lot of people are revving up 50 miles an hour down a residential street, and they're coming like a hair close to sideswiping somebody and causing a major accident. And of course, if you honk at them or say anything, they whip right behind you and then they try to cause an accident and try to like rear end you and cause an accident that way. So unfortunately, there are increased incidents with Mars retrograde of this. I know what you guys are thinking. You're like, oh man, oh great, Sandra. This is this is not encouraging, but, but fear not. It's okay. Um, there are ways to, to handle this as well. Um, that's one side effect, or that's one situation that happens with Mars retrograde. I think what really causes it, well, I think what might actually, what has helped me to calm down, because I know that's the first thing I think about with Mars retrograde, is like, oh, no, people people are going to lose it. There's going to be fights. Oh, no. But, um, you know, I usually take heart in the fact of why, why is this occurring, why are there accidents or why, why are people more accident prone? Why are people more impulsive? Why are people more hot tempered all the way around? And I think this is something that we can get on board with all of us uh, when it comes down to it. But since I mentioned Mars is like the willpower, it's the energy that drives us forward and propels us towards our personal goals, as well as our professional goals and our motivations in life. Um, really when it goes into retrograde, that motivation or that energy tends to slow down and it tends to lag. And so it kind of feels like, you know, here we are, we're trying to get to our goals. We're trying to get to our goals, but we have, it's kind of like on a racetrack, you know, it's like when, if for some of us who have taken track, actually personally, I have not, but I, I just like to use this analogy because it's so perfect. You know, um, when you're on the track and say that you're running towards this, you're sprinting towards the finish line and you want to like jump over those hurdles that are in your way with Mars retrograde, what it feels like when it comes to the energy situation is that you're jumping over those hurdles, but instead of like full clean jumping over those hurdles, like your leg gets caught on one hurdle and you you're bleeding um, on one leg or your foot catches on the next hurdle and you're tripping and you're falling on your face or the next hurdle. It's like you're, you think you, you've got it. You think you're about ready to run it and you run right into it. It just seems like when um, we propel ourselves forward during the cycle, it's like we're running into the hurdles and, you know, enough of many enough of this, you know, having so much of this can make anybody super frustrated and prone to lashing out in anger. So, you know, it kind of gives us a little bit, you know, this um, other situation that's happening with Mars retrograde can give us a little more of an understanding, you know, as to why. And sometimes that understanding can help to provide some comfort. Um, however, again, there will be more tips on how to survive just a little bit later. Hang in there with me, stargazers. It will get better. I promise you. Um, I know it sounds really bleak, but it, it, you know, hang in there. I, I have some, I have some positivity for you on the way. 
The other thing that I've also noticed with uh, Mars retroshade right now, and maybe this is my own personal boundary. So this is where I would love your feedback, stargazers, if you actually notice this or if you have noticed this or have noticed this in Mars retrograde cycles in the past. But I've noticed an impingement on boundaries, both at work and also personally. In fact, in the last couple of days, when I've been on walks, one of the things that really indicates a impingement on my boundaries is when people start trailing behind me. And, you know, stargazers, it could be my paranoia, but it is just such a predatory move. It is so predatory when people do that, especially like if you're taking an evening stroll and somebody's doing that and they're like really trailing really closely behind you. I mean, it's just, it's so Mike Myers from Halloween or it's, you know, so Friday the 13th, it's, it's predatory. And, you know, I would even argue this even in summer, it's, it's extremely predatory, but I've had an increase with that. I've also had an increase of not only people trailing really like right behind me, but also people closing in right in front of me as well, kind of causing a caged rat sort of situation. So, um, I mean, that's one thing that I've noticed is that possibly personal boundaries are impinged upon. Now, this could be just my personal situation. It could be my personal frustration that I'm dealing with. It might not be a universal Mercury retrograde or not Mercury, Mars retrograde situation. Um, if you guys have experienced this with either Mars retrogrades in the past or even currently, please comment down below and say, yes, I've experienced this in full. It is so frustrating. Or if you're like, no, not really. I think this is of your own accord, Sandra. Either way, your, your opinions are always welcome. Always, always. And then furthermore, I'd mentioned earlier, but I think I'll mention it once more, um, when it comes to Mars retrograde, it seems like a lot of people become more accident prone. The accidents really ramp up. And I mentioned the people who are revving up at 50 miles an hour, treating a, a side residential area as though it's a drag race and coming close to like hitting people, sideswiping people. Um, that's very common as well as sometimes too. I just, you know, advise everybody. You know, if you're dealing with sharp, sharp objects, um, if you, especially on a daily basis, be super careful. Be like 20 times more careful than you usually are in your day to day. It's not to become paranoid. It's just that the accidents are upping its ante or the, you know, the, the amount of things that can become an accident or become a potential problem are just ramping up as well. Okay. As promised, the positives of Mars retrograde. Yeah. So before you guys hide under the bed and stay there for the next two weeks, here's some, here's some light on this. So, um, one site that I actually had visited and that has been super helpful for me, it is called Anima Mundi Herbals. And the author actually gave like a little, um, kind of an article on Mars retrograde and really went into detail. I was, like I said, not only impressed, but really it's been super helping me on things that I can reflect on when it comes to just retro shade right now, but also things I can continue to reflect on when Sunday comes and when Mars 
goes retrograde on us. So one thing that Anima Mundi Herbals mentions is that um, Mars retrograde too, we also have a lot of surfacing of old wounds that also come up for us. So one thing that they mention or the one, the first prompt that they actually give to us to kind of reflect on us is, you know, surfacing of old wounds, you know, and also along the, the regard that Mars is also was named after the god of war, you know, and it can be a very warlike planet. Basically, uh, the first thing that um, Anima Mundi Herbals mentions is end the war with yourself. You know, with all these things that are occurring, it's, you know, you have like, it's almost, you know, inevitable that you're going to have two factions inside of yourself. And it's really just, you know, finding a way to look within, seeing where those, those two factions lie. I'll give you a great example. You know, for me, um, the war with myself is, you know, I get really frustrated when my space is impinged upon and when my boundaries are not respected. And, you know, however, to get mad about it, I feel really bad that I'm getting mad because I've been always taught when I, you know, since I was a little girl that anger is bad, that anger could be evil, especially when used in improper ways. However, there's the other side of me that recognizes that without anger, we cannot express our boundaries. And sometimes expressing our boundaries is needed, especially if they're impinged upon, whether at work, um, yeah, especially at work, but also especially in personal life as well, too. If you don't express, if you don't stand your ground and express your boundaries, people are just going to walk all over you and, you know, treat you as though you're a doormat. So for my sake, you know, in kind of ending this war is to recognize, you know, again, there's, there is a middle ground, you know, the Libra inside of me, there is that middle ground between, you know, anger is bad, don't show it. And, you know, anger is necessary to express boundaries, but it's kind of like a, a give and take. It's kind of like pick your battles or picking my battles with what, what works for me as opposed to what doesn't. I can't just tamp down anger that causes me to lash out that just that much more. And that's also really bad. But by the same token, I can't just indulge in anger um, whenever I feel like it, that can really, you know, destroy relationships. So what I usually see is I usually kind of take from both sides it's like, you know, while it's inappropriate to just lash out, while it's inappropriate to tamp down anger, maybe we can express boundaries in a calm way so that it doesn't become a problem in the future. And also in a calm way, I express this in a calm way because so that people don't, you know, perceive a threat and then react hostily or react in a hot way, which is very, you know, again, which is very abundant at this time. You know, it's like how to handle this battle by maybe, you know, incorporating both sides, but incorporating both sides in the most constructive ways possible. The second thing that Anima Mundus, or uh, sorry, Anima Mundi Herbals recommends is think before you act. 
Um, you know, with Mars, it's the planet of impulse, and especially when it goes retrograde, that impulse, that impulsive nature, you know, the, the sudden idea that it's great to go down a residential street at 50 miles an hour and almost run somebody over and also hit somebody, you know, again, that's a very impulsive sort of situation that we, that, um, people find themselves within. Um, you know, it's also very common with Mars retrograde to say things on impulse. Something is really angering you so much that you just out it comes. You know, it's like verbal diarrhea, out it comes. Or kind of like with Alice Hoffman's um, analogy within her novel, The Ice Queen, it's like the red toad that just comes out. You know, that the things that you regret saying, it's like a red toad that kind of forms in the back of your throat and out it hops out. Um, so again, think before you act, if you feel like you're in a very, you know, tense situation, you know, kind of like, um, I've, I've actually had to see this as well too at work where, um, I'm dealing with very, uh, somebody who is very childish and it is beyond obnoxious, especially when I'm just trying to get work done. It's obnoxious to deal with his behavior and, you know, his ball of wax when really I don't have anything to do with that ball of wax and I'm just trying to get work done. But, um, you know, instead of just telling him to go buzz off or, you know, to go do something to himself that I'll regret saying later, or, you know, to go, you know, say something that's really cutting and hurtful. Um, you know, again, it's kind of thinking it's like, is it worth getting involved in a fight with this guy? Is it worth reporting that this guy is actually trying to destroy my desk when I'm gone during the day? That he and his friend actually, you know, put their dirty paws all over my desk or that they try to destroy my desk when I'm gone or that they, you know, they feel like they can do whatever they want with my space and they have no regard to my space whatsoever. It's like, is it worth involving human resources over this? Is it worth involving my boss over this? You know, stepping back and just thinking about these things and ruminating over, the, you know, maybe not ruminating, but just kind of thinking about what, what are the consequences of this, of reporting this action? What are the benefits? And is it worth it? You know, is it worth the limited amount of energy that we already have in this retrograde cycle to involve yourself in another situation? Um, you know, thinking things through, I think, is really going to help benefit us through Mars retrograde. You know, even though our impulse is to act while the, the, the coals are hot, it's, it's really not beneficial. Like I mentioned earlier, your, your energy is already sapped. Your motivation might already be sapped and it might show up in different ways. Like for me, showing up as procrastination. For others, it could be, um, you know, just a lack of energy, lethargy. Many others, it just could be they're really, you know, hyped up. They're really trying to move forward and they're, they're experiencing those obstacles left and right. Um, you know, because our energy is being compromised, our drive is being already compromised. Is it worth expending more energy on something that is just flat out toxic and that could just be ignored or that could be, you know, patched together with a constructive act in the end? Um, but again, really thinking before we act. And I would also say think before you speak, 
during Mars retrograde. I think that you will benefit from that kindly, you know, not only with your karma, but also just with peace of mind. You know, something boils over, you're not a part of that fight. You didn't cause that. It's if somebody boils over their of their own accord, you might be able to distance yourself enough to have compassion for them with that. Um, also, have compassion for yourself is the third point that uh, Anima Mundi recommends. You know, just really with this, um, the taxing of energy and the taxing of, you know, the motivation in trying to achieve our goals. I think I always just say, have grace with yourself. Show yourself some grace. Show yourself a couple of blessings in this time. And, you know, bring some understanding to the table. If you don't meet a particular goal one day, you know, um, don't beat yourself up over it or don't rip yourself to shreds. You know, keep in mind our motivation or energy is low right now. Um, maybe make your goals far more um, reachable and attainable, you know, and maybe make it like a step-by-step progress report. Now, I know for a lot of you who are Aries or Scorpio or have um, planets or aspects in those signs, this is going to be really hard for you, but it'll help you to show compassion for yourself and to give yourself grace if you don't meet your your overall goal. And so just, you know, make goals step-by-step and try achieving those step-by-step goals before trying to achieve the ultimate goal. But also I think another act of compassion is like, say that you do lose it. Like, you know, um, say that like with my coworker, I am so tired of both coworkers just really touching my desk and I just snap at one of them, you know, or I catch them putting their dirty paws on my desk and I snap at them, you know, so again, instead of beating yourself up for losing your cool, um, again, have compassion. It's like, you know, in all fairness, I told them like 50 times to not put their hands on my desk, or I told them 50 times to not touch my desk, or I told them 50 times to please ask before they touch anything on my desk, so on and so forth. You know, have some compassion with, you know, maybe there might have been a good reason for why you snapped, or maybe there might be good reasons for why things aren't attained. I would say this is more, I think this pertains more towards goals. You know, like if you don't reach your goals within a day, you know, cut yourself some slack. And, you know, also I think the other thing with Mars retrograde is, um, you know, our drive tends to slow down because it helps us, again, as with all retrograde planets, what Mars is trying to do is we're, again, we're going within, but this time it's reassessing, are we doing actions that help us towards success or are our actions that we think are driving us to success actually driving us to failure. And it's, it's a time to revamp and to rework what may be working for us as opposed to what's not, or if things that are, if we think that the things that are working for us, you know, it's, it's time to reevaluate whether or not they do work for us. And I think having compassion with yourself um, can give you that time to say, yeah, this goal was a little too far fetched. It was a little too far reaching. Let's try step by step goals. Let's try, you know, really scaffolding our goals at this time. This next point I've actually, I'm going to admit to you, stargazers. I've had to reflect on. 
because I've been experiencing frustration upon frustration, not just at work, not just with walks, but it's been one of those times, every retrograde planet, it's always one of those times where something falls, you go to pick it up, you put it back in its rightful place, it falls again, and it keeps falling, and it keeps falling, and oh, it's it's enough to drive anyone batty. I, I, it's, it's just, it's amazing, but especially this Mars, as we're ramping up towards Mars retrograde, it just seems like a lot of things are just falling a lot more than usual. Um, actually just recently I was enjoying a Klondike bar and it fell out of my hand and I had to go throw it out. So therefore I had no dessert. I mean, that, that's kind of one of those, those frustration or those frustrating situations that retrograde planets tend to bring about. Um, but, uh, Basically, this next point is using frustration as motivation. And I love this point. I've actually been reflecting on this point this last week because it actually redirects your frustration from going from a destructive point view. You know, like when we when we get frustrated, we tend to go towards the destructive and don't go down the destructive path. So it refocuses our energy to where we're not focusing on the destructive and we're more focusing on how to make frustration constructive, especially when we add motivation. What about this frustrating circumstance can motivate me? to improve it. Like, you know, say that we are having a situation where something is falling like 50 times off our desk. Using frustration as motivation, this could motivate me to see what is going on with the organizational pattern of my desk. Maybe there is something that is old that I'm no longer using that is on my desk that could be thrown out. You know, and it's this very object that's causing the other object to fall. Maybe the disorganization on my desk is just a mess. And maybe it's time to clean up shop, throw some things out that are not useful, and reorganize the things that we keep. Maybe, um, you know, really another sense of motivation is seeing what's going on with that object. Why is it falling? You know, maybe it's just the object in and of itself why it's falling. You know, maybe it's the shape that's that's uh, the shape of the object that's used that's at a disadvantage. So maybe using the shape to its advantage instead to where it stays on the desk. Or maybe it's, you know, slippery as well, too. Maybe we can use its texture to its to its advantage as opposed to just allowing it to be used at its disadvantage as well, too. But there's a lot of different things in life where that frustration can become the motivation. And I feel like that motivation really helps us to overcome those obstacles that come in our way of our success as well. So I, I really recommend, you know, and with any of these points that Anima um, Mundi Herbals recommends, I really recommend if, if something really sticks out for you, write it down and reflect on how that can be through each day, even if you have to like state it as a mantra almost, like I've had to state frustration. It's like, how can I make frustration a motivation? I've had to state that almost as a mantra, sometimes out loud. And um, sometimes it really, you know, just to have that reflection point can really help us through some really bad sticky binds, you know, kind of preventing us from getting into some sticky thorny patches along the way with Mars retrograde.
And then, of course, um, Anima Mundi, the last two points they recommend is cool down before handling highly charged emotional situations. And then, above all, find your passion. So cooling off, obviously, I think that kind of goes along with think before you act. You know, make sure that you also have some time to, if you're very reactive, especially, or if you feel like maybe the problem could be that it's because you're reactive, um, find that time to see if you can just kind of chill, chill down, kind of take it down a couple of notches. And then, of course, while chilling down, taking some of those deep breaths, you know, just kind of maybe taking some of those peaceful Zen moments, you know, kind of also rethinking about the situation. Is it just me that um, as to why the situation? So like with my situation with my coworker, you know, he scoffed at me for whatever reason, you know, could this be that he might have coughed and maybe I misperceived that as a scoff? You know, um, maybe, you know, when he was putting his dirty paws on my desk, maybe he, he knocked something over and he was trying to rearrange it. And maybe, you know, the way that it looked, you know, I was just very highly charged. Maybe I, I might have misseen it or maybe I might have misheard something or maybe I might have misperceived something as well, too. I mean, that always, especially during Mars retrograde, the amount of misperceptions is incredible. And like I said, yours truly is not immune to it either. I've had some some pretty big misperceptions. I've actually caught myself having some pretty big misperceptions. So taking that time to cool down and also just seeing, is this actually happening to me? Or is there a perception issue? Or is there a communication issue? Or is there a breakdown somehow? And then maybe finding a way to constructively patch whatever it is that's, that is ailing or whatever it is that didn't go very well as well. And then the last is find your passion. And I know what some of you might be thinking. Um, with Mars retrograde, you know, with the fact that our willpower and our drive is slowed down, not only are we revamping like what is successful to meet our goals and what drives and also what sort of energy is successful for us, but sometimes it could also be that our energy is being misplaced. And Anima Mundi Herbals also mentions, mentions too that uh, Mars retrograde is very important for disengaging from energy that drains you and root into life sources or root into the life sources in your realm that helps to recharge you and reinvigorate you. Now, I know some of you are kind of thinking, oh, so this is a perfect time to quit my job. Um, I am not advocating for that at all, actually. Um, what I am, I am kind of saying is you can keep your job, especially if your job is very rewarding for you. Pardon me on that one. I had to cough out a hairball. Um, but especially if the job is rewarding and motivating for you, um, definitely, you know, do what you can to make your job work out as much as possible. Um, if for whatever reason, if it's like you're experiencing what I experienced back in July, which was a lot of people, um, miscellaneous people were giving me death threats. 
that's, I feel like that's where find your passion and follow your passions can be, hey, is this, is this job really working out for me? Maybe it's time to shift. Maybe it's time to shift gears. Um, but I would just say, try making your day job work out for you. Um, what I would just say though, is root into those hobbies, root into those things that really inspire you. And, you know, there might even be something in your job, you know, you might be missing out on this. If you feel like, you know, you hate your job or you feel like, you know, when it comes to a job situation, it just feels like very unmotivating or just, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of motivation, um, in there. You might be missing out on something that could really pump you up or that can really make you very excited. And it could be something that could be a really great lifelong skill. Like, um, for example, um, if you're in like say marketing or actually even better, if you're in a sales position and say that you really, you've given, you've been given some tasks from the marketing department and they really cause you to go into your Zen zone. I mean, you're like zen out, you're in your zone it is just the most awesome thing for you. This would be a really great time to actually take some courses on marketing and maybe get certified in marketing and try to move up from sales into that arena. And also, you know, you might want to consult like what it would take to move from sales to marketing and, you know, maybe beef up your skills and as well as just um, beef up, you know, possibly move from one job to the next, but, you know, move. So in a constructive way, like move up the ladder as opposed to quitting your job, um, you know, like kind of moving where it's beneficial for you as opposed to not. Um, also finding your passion, like I said, those hobbies, those things, you know, like for me personally, when I come home every day, not only is there my podcast that really inspires me. So really, um, there's going to be lots of great content coming up here in the next couple of weeks. But, uh, you know, not only is there my podcast, but also there is the flute as well too. I've taken up learning the flute. That's a great source of a passion. So maybe rooting into that as well. Um, for uh, many of you, it could be like, you know, just rooting into knitting, like uh, getting involved in a new knitting project or taking this time to you know, get involved in a new knitting project and really getting involved with that, especially if the day at work was really tough or if your time at work right now is really tough or things are just really hard, you know, kind of unwinding with maybe like a cardigan pattern or a sweater pattern, or um, even a, a baby blanket pattern when it comes to knitting as well, too. But again, for everybody, it's going to be different, but find your passion and root into that and see, you know, replenish your energy as much as possible with that source. I think the replenishing the energy especially is not so much quitting your job. It's really so much, it's really more like replenishing the energy that's being lost in this retrograde cycle. You know, it's not just turning in and reflecting how things are becoming, how things are not working for us as opposed to how things are working for us, but also, you know, being able to replenish that energy on a daily source as well too. And sometimes I think it also just goes to say, especially in Western culture, being able to disconnect for a little while um, you know, being able to disconnect from our jobs, from our phones, sometimes just just disconnecting, 
period and just having some good quality me time, you know, some good self-care activities that can help reignite your passion as well. So when it comes down to synastry, well, I, I know what some of you, I know what actually all of you might be thinking when it comes to Mars retrograde. Oh no, this is going to be really bad for relationships. Actually, I would say not the case when it comes to synastry. Uh, when it comes to synastry, the one thing I would say that um, is, you know, whether you're in a family, you're in a couple, you're in a working environment relationship, obviously matters are tense. Um, obviously, your loved one might be a little bit more tense than usual. I've actually been experiencing this, but I think that it's also just kind of common. I've just been seeing this a lot lately with loved ones that um, there's like a loved one may come home, like your husband or your wife may come home. They're like really sullen. They're really quiet and they're just kind of tense. They're just on edge. Um, really, I would just say this is a great time, synastry-wise, if you're involved in a relationship especially, and especially a long-term commitment, uh, really, this is not a time to take things personally. Okay, you know, as much as we are, we're inclined to taking these things personally, it's not personal. Um, with a loved one, it could be kind of like with what's happening right now with everybody. Um, they're just really falling short of their goals. They're a little stressed out about it. Or also genuinely, they may have had just a really tense day. They might have had a tense day with a coworker. They might have had a tense day with their boss. And really, again, it's not about you. Um, the best thing I think that you can do, you know, whether you're in a committed relationship, whether you're part of a family or whether you are part of a working relationship is to just, you know, kind of like what I kind of mentioned when it came to the lunar eclipse, um, when it came to my, my cousin, um, you know, just being there, you know, just being there. And, you know, if they want to talk about things, just being there for them. Um, you know, also if they do want to talk about things, having the discussion lean towards, um, how to, help that individual or how to help your loved one at the end of the day. Um, you know, making sure that you're, you might be giving some good solid advice that could help them uh, thrive in the future. And that could also really just help them out uh, genuinely and emotionally. This is a great time where acts of service um, that lo the love language of acts of service would come in very handy uh, in any relationship uh, and really just kind of extending a hand to those who are kind of struggling right now um, because everyone can use a hand, but especially if that person happens to be your wife, your husband, or even just a mom or a dad or brother or sister, you know, and, you know, like I said, again, it would be nice to just be that, that pillar of maybe just like be a pillar of hope for that person. And in turn, allow them to be as such for you if you are having tense moments. Let them be that pillar of strength. Let them be that that pillar of inspiration. And also, sometimes whether you like the wisdom or not, whether you like the taste of wisdom or not, that pillar of wisdom that um, can serve you for the better in future decision making. 
and also for the better in future situations as well, too. But um, the biggest other situation that I found to be very interesting, um, every source kind of confers with this. Libidos are very high right now. I mean, Rachel Stewart Haas has mentioned this, but also every source that I've come across has mentioned this. Libidos are very high right now, which is I find to be very interesting. I would think that they'd be very low, knowing that um, Mars Direct is the libido making sort of transit. But apparently libidos are very high. I would say if you are in a committed relationship, this would be a great time to not only experiment with sex, but also how to use sex to become closer to one another. You know, instead of just experimenting with sex and being like, yep, that's it. And, you know, letting the relationship kind of grow distant and cold from that, you know, find that time, you know, sex, the whole underlying pin of sex is intimacy. How can you grow closer with your partner when it comes to that libido and not just use your partner as a libido reliever, so to speak? The same thing I recommend for single people at this time. Libidos are high and there's going to be some dating decisions where you're probably going to be like, yeah, I want to go out with this hot guy because I want to go jump his bones. Or yeah, I want to go out with this hot girl because I want her between the sheets. But you know, um, what I would just recommend for singles right now, really refrain is what I would say from the dating scene at this time. Um, you know, while everybody's like, well, Sandra, there's friends with benefits and this would be a great time for friends with benefits. Friends with benefits gets really complicated. And the biggest complication is that sex is very intimate. It's very personal. And there's always someone who wants to grow closer as opposed. And then there's always that one person who wants to remain in that friendly level. And I feel like um, it's, you know, friends with benefits. It's a place where it causes more heartbreak and it can cause more complication than what's due. I would say use this time um, to alleviate the libido in a more constructive way. I would say if you even have to alleviate your libido, you know, singly, um, I know that that's not um, exciting and sex, drugs, rock and roll, but uh, I think it would be better um, if your libido is high as opposed to using somebody as a, as a personal sex toy. Sometimes that's that's where Mars retrograde can lean towards when it comes to dating. Um, I would also say this, uh, kind of like with Venus retrograde, this would be a great time to revamp on what you would like out of a relationship as well, too. Um, use this inward, the slow moving energy to kind of reflect inward and see what you would like out of a partner. I also just don't think that's a great time to date right now in the regard that everyone's up on their guard and everyone's kind of nasty and in everybody's face. Um, I don't really think that it would yield to a very um, constructive relationship, unfortunately. I get the feeling the dating scene might be crawling with people who are like, what? What do you want? Why, why, why do you want to be with me? What, what's going on? Why, 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 who, what, when, where, why? So, um, it might be a good time to just kind of take a hit pause a little bit and just maybe wait till 
you know, Mars is either close to being direct or direct before instigating the dating scene and um, kind of navigating the dating scene as well. Um, also, in general friendships, more tensions might also be high as well, too. I think just in general with relationships, tensions are going to be high. Don't Again, don't take it personally. Again, keep try to keep your cool, cool down, think through your actions, think through the situation as well, too, before you engage and proceed um, accordingly. Now, stargazers, I think that this is, you know, Mars retrograde. If we just kind of, if we're not acting on impulse all the time and, you know, we're not acting on anger, I feel like we can have very meaningful relationships, both with ourselves as well as with others. But it's just a matter of really halting back, reflecting, and then moving forward. So there's going to be a lot of, you know, reflecting inward, um, you know, taking taking a step back, looking at the full worldview before we engage. And um, this will be the case for the next three months. I know that that's a very long time. Um, however, again, with this next three months, this can give us adequate time to kind of learn some lessons that really, I mean, Let's let's recap, you know, lessons such as learning how to become more successful or learning better habits that can cultivate success, you know, learning to pick our battles, learning to proceed through conflict wisely, learning how to be peaceful despite conflict. These are very big issues. These are very big things to learn. And um, I really think that um, these three months will give us the amount of time necessary to learn and to grow from this. And I feel like there can be a lot of great growth. But above all, stargazers, really, I'm, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Please do be careful during this time, especially if you're operating a vehicle, um, if you're behind the wheel. Please do be careful. Please use caution. And above all, please be safe. Where, whatever you do, wherever you go. And really, um, when it comes to impulse, counter that impulse with some, you know, deductive reasoning and some very logical questions as well, too. Um, be, I, I would say this is a great time to be a sleuth. Be like Sherlock Holmes and use some deductive reasoning when it comes to those impulsive ideas that rise to the surface. Above all stargazers, don't be afraid to look up at the stars. I do hope that this episode is very informative for you and that it will help you through Mars retrograde. Um, above all, don't like I said, don't be afraid to look up at those stars. We are coming into a new moon right now, so the stars are even more prevalent out there. But I think, you know, just with all these retrograde planets, man, it's just it's so great to just take a pause. I know I've had to take many mindful pauses lately and they felt, they have just felt so good. Sometimes just standing or sitting in just complete silence just feels so good to the constant movement that astrology is kind of providing for us and that the, actually even the heavens are providing for us right now. So uh, don't feel free to, don't be afraid to look up at the stars just to kind of take a break and just to take a pause and a, a nice, Ah, <sighs> a nice breather from the week. 
an ice breather from all situations. We learn our origins of astrology from the stars, uh, from the constellations in our sky as well. So that's also an equal added benefit. But above all, stargazers, again, be well. Happy Scorpio season, by the way. That is actually going to be starting as of the 24th, Monday the 24th. Stay tuned next week. We're going to be covering what to expect in Scorpio season. I think this is going to be a very dynamic and interesting season, to be quite honest with you. So um, stay tuned for that. But above all, be well. And until between now and next week, Stargazers, I will see you. I will see you then. I'll see you next week. If you'd also like to leave a comment or you have any questions for Sandra Misek, you can contact her at either Misek, M-I-S-E-K, dot Sandra at gmail.com or her Instagram page at Misek, at, actually it's at Sandra dot Misek. Again, that's M-I-S-E-K. You can also, for as little as $5 a month, become a member to 7th House Astrology. You can, and with that, and when you become a member, you can also get a free Sinistry chart reading from yours truly. Uh, just visit patreon.com forward slash seventh house astrology for more details.